do 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 so i go good luck have fun actually i just go good luck good luck because that's my standard greeting um i don't you don't like people having fun well yeah that just means they're beating me right no you can have fun while losing can you though yeah anyway so i say good luck good luck and um he goes no good luck have fun and a frowny face and i was like whoa and so i said okay and then he threw another uh, like a crying face at me and i was like this guy is weird <laughs> how was that opening interaction so then i drone scout like i always do when i get up there and i get a couple shots off on his uh scv building the barracks and he pulls an scv off to deal with it and i go home and he goes mm-hmm. did you get all the scouting you needed and i was like yeah i just i was just checking to make sure he didn't have a proxy and he goes i could be one base all inning you for all, all that you know and i was like yes yes you could <laughs> Absolutely true. <laughs> so okay. fun. So I do what I often do against Terran these days is I uh, two-base bailing bust him because for some reason people aren't really expecting that. Mm. And yeah, so I show up with five banelings and a whole ton of speedlings and he's got a bunch of marine. Like his front door to his natural is wide open. He just has a saturated natural sitting there with nothing defending it. There's marines up on the ramp defending that. Oh, God. But I crush him with the banelings because they're all packed together. And then I get into his base and I beat him. Mm. And he goes, and so then I go, oh, because previous to this, he actually got an SCV into my base a little bit. He checked my natural and kind of up my ramp into my main, but he didn't see the baneling nest. And then he went right. home with the SCV. So then after I beat him, I was like, did you get all the scouting you needed? <laughs> <laughs> and then he responds in all caps, that didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> He was a funny fellow. Like, I don't think he was taking it seriously, but I was just, it was, I don't usually have that much interaction with people when I play. You know what? It sounded like he had fun while he was losing. I hope so. I hope he wasn't really mad. It's hard to tell sometimes, though. Yeah. I mean, all, like, all caps, that didn't count. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's in fun, but part of me is like, maybe he was really mad. Nah, it sounds like fun to me. All right, good. Well, I'm glad that yeah. he was having fun, even if he didn't wish me to have fun. Mm. Hmm. Murmur, murmur. Okay. Murmur, yep. So, yeah, feeling a little bit better. And then I beat a Zerg with my standard 15, 14, 14. Same thing, bailing speedlings at the front. <laughs> because, boy, do I hate ZVZ. And I actually had somebody yesterday, like, after I did this and beat them. For some reason, they had a baneling nest, but... They didn't make defensive bailings when they saw me coming. They just tried to like extra wall off at the front with two layers of buildings. And I said, that's not going to, I have like 30 speedlings at your front. That's not going to really help all that much. Mm. So then I beat them and their response is every Z. Um, what did he say? Something about every Z in diamond or every Z in North America or like the America server all ins. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I just said, man, I, I like, I just hate, zvz mid game it's the worst thing in the world for me i just i've tried it a whole bunch of times i suppose i could figure it out but every time i try to get to the mid game i just i go for roaches i go for ravagers i scout what they're doing and they just have twice as many army units as i do and i just die and it's like "Mm." i need Mm. to figure out these timings i know the timings for their other matchups but against z it's just like sudden my macro is horrible and then, okay. and then I tried, I tried like getting a ton of workers out because that's clearly what they're doing. If they have a bigger army than I do, is they have more workers, you know, toward the first five or six minutes. So I tried that, and then I died to more units anyway. So I don't know. It's a really, really tricky balance, and I could take the time to try to figure it out, but I have like an eighty percent win rate right now in Z, so I'm just <laughs> gonna roll with it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Like, if Blizzard doesn't want the early game to be really susceptible to getting all in with Lings and Banelings, they should change their game. Yeah. 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 You have any Starcraft ladder stories at all? <laughs> no. Oh, no. all right. Uh, I played three games today against AIs. Okay. How'd that go? I hope you won. Yeah, I did. I excellent, did. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, it reminded me of just how quickly a Protoss can get cannons into your base because I won that game in two minutes and nine seconds. Oh my gosh, that is zippy. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the uh, war chest, it requires XP to unlock the new skins and you get a 100,000 XP for winning a first game of the day and they let you do that against easy AI in custom games. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So I just threw it up on a Biogenesis and then 
like you know 12 balls and cannon rush and proxy two racks quickest you know 30,000 xp ever and the ai didn't respond at all yeah no no correct of because not, it was easy it, yeah it was on very easy ai <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you had a good experience beating up on a handicapped AI. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was, but it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of ladder games and stories and whatnot, hey, I still haven't had anybody send me a story or a replay of their worst ladder game of all time. I know you guys have a story out there. I know. I know like two of you at least can think back to your times of playing ladder in StarCraft and being like, okay, that's the time I literally almost punched my monitor because this happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pe- people are bound to have these stories. They just don't want to tell you apparently. Yeah, apparently not. I, I might have said that you needed to send me the replay in conjunction with it. I, no, you don't have to do that. Just tell me the story. I don't even care if it's true. If you have an entertaining ladder story... Go ahead and send it to me at falconpaladin at gmail.com with the subject of ladder stories, and I will read it on the podcast. And if it's entertaining and we laugh, then that's even better. Huh? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What, what if I just, like, transcribe the, like, Huck v. Idra match and then replace the names? Can I do that? Um, if I don't recognize you're doing it, you can get away with it, sure. <laughs> well, when I then say, like, and then the next game we started, I typed, you know, lose, I was Haluk. <laughs> Uh, I'd have to be having a very bad day to not recognize what was happening at that point. So good luck. Okay. (laughs) That is is a really wonderful story. I really wish Zerg or Protoss players did that more. Mm, I just, I just think so many Zerg players rely on Sloverlord scouting and don't quite get a full scout off into the main base. And they don't quite know what the tech is from the Protoss, especially at the lower levels. Yeah. That if you showed up with a ton of zealots and just hallucinated like five colossus, I bet you can get a lot of people to just rage quit. Absolutely. Probably, yeah. They'd be like, how do they have 50 zealots and eight colossus <laughs> at the <laughs> five minute mark? It's a great question. It's a good question. Tricks. It is indeed. Tricks. Yeah. So do that. Send them to me. Speaking of uh, per matches, I don't know if anyone's been talking about it, but the the groups for the for BlizzCon are out. Holy what? They are? Yeah, that's, that's why I've been surprised that nobody's talking about it. Because they're just like... How long have they been out? I don't know. I saw them like a couple days ago. To WCSStarcraft2.com. Three will link. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It didn't bleep because streamer mode was on. Oh. I don't think it really matters do for you, this. Should I record? Do you, I won't record desktop sounds if I'm in Audacity. No. No. It shouldn't. I'm not going to test it. Does Audacity count for it to activate in streamer mode? Uh, why, why is streamer mode activated? Do you have OBS open? Nope. It's just up. Oh, that's weird. It is weird. Group stages. Ooh, ooh, I'm so excited. Okay, 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 okay. Um, do you want to take one group at a time and just go through the list? Of course. Okay. You want to read the f- group A? I will read group A. It is TY, mm. American Hero Neep, mm. Lambo, mm. And the king of all Terrans, Maru. Oh my gosh, that is brutal. Sorry, Neeb. I love you, man. Sorry. <laughs> we, we love you, but you're but not going to get out of that, that nope, group. Absolutely not. I, I, again, I just want to emphasize, I love you, but you're dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Dang, Maru and TY yeah. in there. And yeah. Lambo's playing pretty well. He beat Showtime a couple times in the group stages of uh, Montreal. Hmm, and that's Showtime, good. as we know, is the second best player in the WCS uh, foreigner rankings at this point. It's true. Which is still impressive, even if it's a billion points below Cyril. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so I see that going Maro, TY, Lambo, Neeb, or maybe Neeb, Lambo, depending on how Neeb's playing. Maybe. Um, I mean, I think Maro obviously gets through here. Hmm. And then, because it's like two pass, two fail, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say either Lambo or TY. I'm probably leaning TY. Okay. Interesting. Has TY not been playing as well as I think he has? No, I think he's been playing pretty well. Okay. I I just want to have four and a hope. Ah, yes. Fair enough. (laughs) Acceptable. Acceptable hope. All right. Group B is going to be Zest, Hero Marine, SOS, and Serral. Wow. Wow. 
That's a fun one, yeah. too. Mm. Thoughts? I mean, Cyril's going through. No one there's going to give oh. him really much of a super challenge. Mm. No. Zest, maybe. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. But That's the thing. Cyril's ZVP is abjectly terrifying right now. I mean, he's... Yeah. I can't remember a ZVP where he has really, really struggled hard against it in the last year. Mm. Mm. Uh, Hero Marine, like, I love you too, well, but... Uh, mm. I, I mean, Serral versus Stats for GSL versus the World went to Game 5. Ah, I did forget about GSL versus the World. Mm. Okay. Alright, alright. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe he struggles a bit there with Zest still coming out. Uh, mm. S... Oh. I mean, if SOS is con continue <laughs> his little run of taking second place and everything he competes in, I think he has to come out as well. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. All right. Then we have Group C, which is Dark, Stats, Showtime, and Haas. Ooh. Three Protoss in that group. Yeah. That's kind of stacked for P right there. The other, None of the other mm -hmm. groups have more than two, and two of them yeah. just have one. Interesting distribution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, again, the second best player in WCS is present, but he's also dealing with stats and dark and mm -hmm. has. Yeah. Pre bit of a wild card there. But, I mean, I think the Koreans can probably easily take has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. so. Especially in, what are these? These are best of B, best threes, right? Mm, yeah, they go best of threes all the way through. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, actually if you click on matches it'll tell you who versus who first. Yeah, I saw that. I did not. Okay. So it's stats versus has straight out the gate. Wow, PvP. That's gonna be cheesy. Well, yeah. Well I mean there has to be PvP in that group. Suddenly one person can verse dark first. True, true. Yeah. And then Showtime draws dark. Ah, oh, that's your reward, Showtime, for being the second best player <laughs> in the WCS circuit. Is you gotta play dark very first in the BlizzCon group stages. Jeez. Mm. Yep. I don't see that going well for Showtime. Like, I understand the no. Foreigner Hope concept, but Dark, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm probably <laughs> going to put money down on stats and Dark there. Yep, sounds about right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Group, and group D, D, we have Nurcio, Special, Rogue, and Classic. Mm -hmm. So Rogue won BlizzCon last year, right? Yes. Okay, so returning hero rogue. I mean, I like specials ZVT, which he's going to be playing a bunch of here. Oh, mm. and he does play rogue first, so that's going to be right off the bat. His ZVT is pretty good. Although I'm mm -hmm. trying to think, the games that I've cast of his recently, he's played. I cast a couple of his games versus Rainer for Montreal, and Rainer beat him in both of those games. Right. And as good as Rainer is, and as good as he's going to be, he's still 16 years old. So, I mean, I have to imagine that Rogue is a little bit better than Serral is. Yeah. You yeah. reluctantly agree with that? Because uh, you said Serral, not Rainer. Oh! Right, right, right. <laughs> Rogue is better than Rainer is. Yes. Yeah. And then I like yeah. Nurcio, but I've nah, I can't remember a time I've really seen him perform all that well in BlizzCon. Nah. Yeah. Also, when was the last time he won something? Like, I I really can't remember the last time he won something. Me neither. He's been solid, like to really good for a long time. He took second place in Austin in 2017. But that's okay. it. Like, that's the only time he's placed anywhere in the top four in a WCS event since uh, I mean, um, April of 2017. Yeah. So I'm looking at his past events, and it says WCS Challenger EU preseason. He took fourth place. But, yeah. uh, I mean, who would have been in that? Other than that, like, his most recent form is WCS Montreal. He came 24th. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's been a long time since he's even really been relevant in a WCS event, let alone BlizzCon. Yeah. So I don't see him coming out. No. And special either. So I think that's really a rogue classic. Classic's been playing exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So who is that? That's uh, Maru and Lambo, potentially, from Group A. That's I think that's what yeah. we tentatively agreed on. 
Yeah, and then Serral SOS is what we were thinking. Yep, just because SOS has to make it to the at least <laughs> to second place in BlizzCon. I mean, that's Sir you're thinking of. Ah, crap, it is. Why am I? Because I'm tired, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're... It's... Sue's not here. No, he's not. Why do I keep... I've done that two or three times in this podcast, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. All right. SOS. Do you, you want to take a nap and we'll come back and record this tomorrow? Uh, nope. No, we're doing this. We're doing this now. We're here. We're in. We're All right. We're committed. Committed. Okay. SOS does not have any kind of a history taking second places in tournaments. Nope. Not at all. No. Different no. player entirely. I can't remember the last time I watched an SOS match, honestly. Uh, you clearly don't watch GSO. Nope. Really should, though. Mm-hmm. Because so he came uh, second in GSL Super just in September. September 30th. Yeah, I see that. Classic beat him 4-3. What a series that must have been. Dang. Yeah. And now he's got to like, face Classic right back here again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also took second place in IAM Season 7 PyeongChang. Scarlet 4-1'd him. Mm. That was back in February of this year. So, yeah, he's been consistently doing some good stuff in major tournaments over the last uh over the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Premier versus major. Hmm. I mean, I think we're both just dark in stats for group C. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, definitely. Yeah. And then just Rogan Classic for group D. Yeah. Can't argue much with that. Well, good. Good, good. I'm excited. When does this thing start? October 26th. Cool. Yeah. Coming right up. Couple days. Yeah. One or one or two. Mm. Well, excellent. Uh, we will we'll watch those with great excitement. As I'm sure everybody listening to this will. Although I do think some people listen to this who don't play StarCraft at all. Yeah, I'm statistically likely. Yeah. Mm. Like your brother, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> my brother, my sister. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Possibly my dad and mother. I have a brother-in-law who listens to it. He doesn't care about StarCraft. <sighs> What's wrong with him? I don't know. I've tried. He's a gamer. He's just not a StarCraft guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's more, I mean, he's more of like a single player story, kind of a Witcher 3 type dude, which I understand that Mm. as well. Oh, yeah. 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 That's more of his jam. Mm. Fair enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, cool. So, uh, in other RTS news, I will be casting Warcraft 2 on my Twitch channel starting Saturday and Sunday of well by the time this post it will be the first weekend will be over so you're going to miss the opening missions spoiler this is going to come out tonight uh wait yes exactly yep <laughs> no no i'm not kidding uh because you know this would be the first time in like forever that we're recording an episode of the podcast before the last one's even out because i was kind of forgotten that i actually had to edit it right i was like oh yeah. great i finally got Falcon Tough, that's the podcast done for this week. That's all I needed, right? <laughs> okay. Sure. So, I, I, like, my mind just did not work for that it actually needs work. So, this is going to be the Falcon Paladin Hour uncut. Wow. And unedited. This is going out as is. I'm going to sync up the audio files and push it out the door. Oh, my gosh. All the ums and me thinking that SOS is Sue is going to make it in. Uh-huh. Oh, Okay. All right. Um, That's going to be staying. <laughs> I, I can't tell if you're joking or not. This feels like a joking thing. I'm not. All right. Well, in that case, uh, Warcraft 2 is in a few days. Saturday, mm. this weekend, if you're in the United States, and then like a weird Sunday-Monday thing if you're in Australia. Yeah. Yep. But very excited. I mean, Warcraft 2 is my first RTS. It's my first love for the RTS. My first Blizzard game as well. And I haven't played it at all since StarCraft came out. So I'm very Mm. excited to see if it's still as hard as I remember or if I just sucked at gaming back when I was 14. And that's entirely possible as well. I mean, we're talking about Warcraft 2. When did this game come out? 96 or something. They were 96. busting out games in the 90s. It's like Warcraft 1, 94, Warcraft 2, 96, Starcraft, uh, 98, and then Brood War, also 98. Like, they were <laughs> working so hard. And then after that, yeah. it was Warcraft 3, which came out, I want to say, 2002 or so. So there was a good chunk of time between there. Hmm. 
I'm just thinking Warcraft 2, it still runs on modern systems. Uh, I know there's some issues with older games. Yeah, DOSBox is how I'm going to do it. Ah, uh, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I have tested that before. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Good, good. So yeah, very excited for that. So if you have not checked me out on Twitch at all, you probably should do so. Uh, also, we have been doing the World of Warcraft stuff on the weekdays on the Twitch as well. A little bit on YouTube streaming late at night, but... I don't know. We're kind of experimenting with that. I'm going to ch maybe switch that over to a different game as well as soon as um, we kind of end up the World of Warcraft. But if you have any suggestions of things to stream, like always feel free to let me know. I'm always looking to see what the people are interested in. Yeah, because uh, th there are a lot of games on Steam and yes. not on Steam. And so finding the one that would actually be fun to play is a little hard. <laughs> it is. Be especially, like, did you know that Steam's library of games increases by 30% every year? Holy crap, No yeah <laughs> like consistent growth over time 30 percent year over year pretty much yeah Dang. i mean i'm sure like a couple percent here and there but you know i just think about that if there was i think there was like thirty thousand games in 2016 on steam and it's gone up by 30 percent every year and a lot of it is stuff i have no interest in right oh yeah okay but, even like, a lot of that stuff is garbage, uh -huh. regardless of your interest. <laughs> you can, you can be not interested in good games. True, true. Yeah. Huh. Mm, yeah. All right. Well. Hmm. So yes, please let us know. Yeah, let us know. So speaking of uh, streaming, I hear you've been streaming on not Twitch and not YouTube. That is very true. I have been streaming on all of the places where it's possible to stream. And by that, I mean also on Africa. Mm. Yep. So I got contacted by a caster named Laughing Games. He, it's inter very interesting. He primarily does StarCraft and Minecraft stuff <laughs> uh, okay. on his YouTube channel. So that's kind of his deal. I've never really met anybody who's like heavy into both of those things, at least not casters. But that's kind of where his name came from. Mm. And uh, he wanted to know if I'd be willing to cast with him on Africa doing an Africa World uh, Tournament, is what it's called. Africa World, Africa World 23. Mm. And I said, who's the player list? And I looked at it and I was like, holy smokes. We've got Cure. We have Haz is involved. Fantasy's there as well. Solar's playing. Uh, Lenok was supposed to show up. So I said, all right, this is higher level stuff. This is the highest level tournament I've ever cast live. Like the gauntlet was never quite this um, nah. this highly ranked worldwide, right? Well, I mean, players like Lenok and Sola had shown up, but not like Cure versus Sola. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like we didn't really have consistently great matchups starting on round one. Hmm. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Cast for like four hours on Saturday night, cast another three hours on Sunday night. Cure was a beast he did not drop us he dropped one map the entire series dropped one game to keen in a best of seven uh, otherwise he three old solar which was just insane uh, mm. and just looked fantastic all the way through um, has was fun a good combination of incredible micro and cheesing skills with macro skills a couple games where the game got into the you know 25 30 minute range and he was still as great as anybody else which I think mm. a lot of people tend to forget about has is that he's very capable of doing that. Just because he cheeses a lot doesn't mean it's because he can't play the late game. He can absolutely play the late game. I mean, he can play the late game, but it's not like he's dark or rogue at the late game. Correct, to... correct, correct. Yeah, he's not. I'm yeah. just saying he's not helpless. It's not like if you beat his cheese yeah. and get to the late game, he just dies. Right. Yeah. He, he's not you know some guy on ladder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. not. He's not exactly. like me. Cheesing in no. ZVZ because he doesn't have a late game ZVZ. <laughs> so anyway, it's been fun. And so as far as I know, I will be continuing to cast with them. Uh, I'm getting paid for it, which is fantastic. I got a contact at Africa for that. I'm trying to see if I can talk to him about getting replays from GSL to cast. That would be really fun. That would be amazing. Yeah. So hopefully this uh, will lead to good things in the future for the Falcon Paladin brand. Yeah. Any chance you could talk to your uh, contact at Afrika about not streaming it on Afrika? <laughs> <laughs> could we put this on Twitch like regular people? Well, I mean, don't say regular people because mm. that that's kind of just like offending everyone who uses Afrika regularly because it's just not aimed at Western markets. Yeah, good point. I mean, that's the thing. The vast majority of the audience is Korean. 
Mm. And yeah. so because yeah, I mean, I try. I tried to watch, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how? Okay, let's start typing. And then it, when you click on the 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 chat box for the stream, it announces in chat that you've arrived. Yeah, it's like hello, Simicron's here. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> Other people don't need to know that. Oh, you wanted to keep your privacy. I yeah. I mean, if I really wanted it, I could just not sign up as Somicron. True. Which is funny because that name was taken. What? Um, you have a doppelganger. I'm, no, it was me. Uh, oh. It's just I couldn't recover that account because I used uh, like a sign-in service with like Facebook. Yeah. You know how they're yep. like, they like log in with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except I deactivated my Facebook, so <laughs> the account's just in a weird void of limbo. Oh. That, yeah, that's a problem. Way to go. Yeah. Yep. So I made a new account and that's what I did. But then also letters on the keyboard would just make words when you put the <laughs> that sounds stupid. Uh-huh. Letters sure on does. the keyboard. Like I put letters and then words would show up. What's up with that? <laughs> No, 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 okay. So I I pressed the Z key, but not Z would come up on the on the in the chat box. It would have with when I think it was W is uh, in. Wait, so like what? single letters corresponded to entire words? Yes. That sounds like a user problem. I mean, did you not have that problem? No, I was typing in there and everything was cool. Hmm. It was very American English. Hmm. That's weird. That is weird. I have no idea what you were seeing there. That's crazy pants. I mean, I messaged you while this was going on because I was kind of hoping you would also be like, yeah, I guess that's a little weird. But you're apparently, no. No. No, I have a hard time checking all of the things while I'm casting. Well, no, no, no. I mean, if you were talking in chat, I was thought maybe you would have seen that. But I guess you've just never used the letters Z or W in speech uh i feel like i use w i can't say if i use z or not though mm. Mm. so yeah it was either korean chattering which i had no idea what they were talking about or else the couple people who were korean but spoke fairly good english were talking about stuff um and then there were a couple e- native english speakers it seemed like who were there for gambling purposes <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so they're like, hey, what are the results of this game? Like, hey, who do you think is going to win this one? I'm thinking about putting money on fantasy, but I need your guys' opinion. It was mm. funny. Fair enough. Do you know you can, like, right-click, and that it'll just give you, like, translate to English, and then <gasps> Google will on-the-fly translate all the Korean speakers? Holy what? No, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's not brilliant because there are some words where it's like, I don't think it's translating that properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Google Translate's not I, that great. You you can get the uh, like the the gist of it when they're like, who won the last game? And it comes out as last game winner, question mark. True, true. Yeah. Hmm, I'll have to try that for sure. Not that, I mean, I can really respond to them in any way that they would understand what I'm talking mm. about, but. Yeah, well. Well. I mean, at, at least you can see it and know what they're saying. When. When they're yelling at you to Casper a little better or something, I don't know. Correct. Yeah. That'll be good to know. It's like, I don't yeah. speak your language, but I can tell you guys suck, so get better. <laughs> get good, scrub. Scrub. Get, get on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I don't know. That's weird, right? Watching StarCraft being cast in a language that is not your own, that you don't understand at all? Uh, no, I think that's weird. I mean, I think lots of people do it. Really? Okay. Like, fair enough. English English speakers go to GSL and sit in the audience, but they don't play Tastosis or the speakers. They've got the Korean casters. True, but I mean that's a pretty small subset of people that watch StarCraft. Is the ones that go to GSL, right? Yes, and I I mean I see a lot of them sitting there with like a headphone in their ear, and they're usually sharing the other one with their buddy, and they've got a phone that's streaming the English version, so they right. can't hear it. But sometimes there are people that aren't, and like. I don't know. Most people have enough of an understanding to know that what you're looking at is probably what they're talking about. Sure. Or, you know, they can at least look at the game and see what's going on. They don't need the caster. The caster is just kind of like a hype man. Yeah, definitely. I remember when I first yeah. found out that StarCraft was an eSport, I watched some VODs of uh, Korean cast StarCraft Brood War games. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, I didn't understand what they were saying at all, but it was still kind of fun to list, just listen to them be hype about stuff because yeah. those guys are hype about everything. Like the first barracks goes down, hype. It's crazy. 
<laughs> get got to be hype to make hype. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spend hype to make hype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Like, I try to be hype about hype stuff, but I can't be that hype about a, a standard opening. Like, it's a one racks expand. I just you see this every day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. I don't know. All right. Is there anything so, else we want to talk about StarCraft? Uh, no, I think that covers all of the StarCrafty things. All right. All right. So moving into the world of anime, which we have start started to speak to with great more frequency recently. Hmm. So Somicron caught real, up. Huh? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just I'm on a, like, a huge anime binge at the moment. Right, right. And some of it sucks yeah. and some of it is good. Yeah. Huh. Weird how that works. Yep. Yep. So anyway, uh, Somicron caught up on My Hero Academia. So we've both seen the mm-hmm. movie, and we've both caught up on all of the episodes, and it's great. Mm-hmm. So we had a bit of a discussion while we were rec- uh, recording our Let's Play. What am I going to call it? I don't know. For Patreon, the Grim Dawn stuff, Patreon which you might plays. have seen some links for. And I had some concerns about a new character that has shown up. So My Hero Academia, for those who don't know, is just about a young boy who dreams to being a superhero one day. Superheroes are fairly common throughout his version of the world. So this isn't like a crazy wish, but it turns out he doesn't have a superpower and he's very sad about it until he meets the biggest hero in the world who he's worshipped since he was a little boy and the hero gives him power, yada, yada, yada. So he's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that we've been following through all this time as like the young, up and coming, incredible, uh, incredible talent that's going to be the guy when the current big hero retires, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And for the first time, really in the series, they, hmm, I guess, they gave a bit of a, not just a rival, but another student who is very capable and better than our protagonist is at this stage in his development. Okay, so his name is Mirio. I don't know how to say that mm-hmm. accurately. No, I think you're nailing it. Is that it. about right? Yeah, it sounds like what they had for the English dub. Yeah. So anyway, so he shows up with two other of the top three students in the school. They're called the Big Three, which I don't think we talked about this. I complained about this to somebody else, but is the phrase Big Three in English common in Japanese culture? Because okay, they're it's... saying Big Three. Mm. Uh, this was something you talked to me about, okay. and I basically settled my feelings on it. Was English culture permeates in weird ways into other cultures the same way they come into ours? Yes. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, that the concept of having the big three at the top, right, is something that the Japanese maybe is recognizable everywhere. Like because you were watching it in Japanese, and they were saying big three in English. Oh, yeah. well, yes, but, like, heavily accented English with well, Japanese accents, right? Yeah. They're I mean, not, they're like, Japanese speaking people. in Japanese and then go, big three in American. It's very much like a <laughs> big three-a, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the voice actors are still Japanese, yeah. speaking Japanese, exactly. so I guess they keep their accent. Uh-huh. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. So, actually, in I just Googled big three in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it refers, to, it can refer to Japan's big three automobile manufacturers, Toyota, Toyota, Nissan, and Honda. Uh, Nissan, but okay. Yeah, so maybe the concept of big three has all like has existed for a long time in Japanese culture, and is just referred hmm. to in the English term for it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, so that happens. Hmm. So bottom line, uh, this kid, he's a couple years uh, further along in the hero high school program. And he's trying to tell them all the importance of why they should do internships, basically work experience type stuff. Work studies, work study. Thank you. That's the term. Mm-hmm. And he's really not great at explaining himself. And the other two are even worse than he is at <laughs> speaking to groups, uh, which is fine. They're students, not teachers. They are, but they don't even have like well, basic public speaking skills. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, okay. The 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 girl's okay. She's no. a little forward. She's really uh, not okay. She gets sidetracked and starts asking personal questions of the students when she's supposed to be doing something else. She's not okay. <laughs> I I mean, I'm talking on like a, just an interaction level. She's not the other dude who's just like, 
I want to go home, turns around and puts his head on a wall. The other dude has really crazy anxiety issues, which I hope yeah. I hope he has diagnosed and is working on, <laughs> because holy crap, that guy. <laughs> good luck being a hero when you can't talk to anyone. Yeah, good luck showing up to the scene of a huge battle and being like, I can't talk to anyone, and could everyone just like... <laughs> leave so i can do my job <laughs> <laughs> including the villains please leave <laughs> right it'd be easier for him so anyway nobody can really explain how important this is and nobody is really necessarily taking them seriously as the big three because they're very weird and so one of them has the idea well mirio why don't you fight the like entire class or is that his idea i can't remember it's his idea it is so he's like all right here's what we're gonna do instead of words i'm going to fight all of you at once and they're like wait what all of us? There's mm. like 15 of us. Mm-hmm. And he says, 20. yeah. Is it 20? It's exactly 20. Wow. All right. So 20 to 1. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, no, 18 to 1 because Bakugo and Todoroki don't have their provisional licenses. Correct. I think they would, well, have, been okay. al- they would have been allowed. Todoroki was there and he just didn't participate because he didn't have his p- provisional license. Bakugo was still under house arrest. Correct. Okay. But so he was not allowed. <laughs> I think Todoroki wouldn't have been allowed to fight, but he didn't want to. He was like, let's just see how this goes. Well, no, no I, I mean, there is a scene where Ayazawa goes, you aren't going to fight. And he's like, well, I didn't get my provisional license, so I probably won't be participating in these. Yeah. Uh, so I would Ayazawa ask him that question if he knew the answer. If he'd be like, Todoroki's like, I can, I can fight. He's like, no, you don't have your provisional license. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe he I mean he prefers like Todoroki has shown like, in the licensing exam that he prefers to fight by himself maybe he thinks such a small space with 19 other people standing there would just get in his way so he's like I'm just gonna stand, stand back and watch he would accidentally burn somebody alive probably maybe go all endeavor on people yeah. maybe I mean movie version of Todoroki fought pretty well with Bakugo although Bakugo has some natural resistance to fire so maybe that worked out I mean, that's also like six people in like an outdoor area for the large part where they're all fighting together. Yeah, I was talking about more when it's just those two and they're fighting the lower level villains inside like, uh, the yeah. Arboreum. Yeah, that's still two people in a much bigger room than this is. True enough. Very true. Yeah. It's a very enclosed space. Yeah. So bottom line, Mario has the ability to make different parts of his body entirely permeable by everything to an atomic level. Yeah. And he can yep. control what parts of the, his body do that. It's not an all-or-nothing thing. Yes. Okay. It, it it's not shown that he has like complete control that he can make like just his tongue go through things and have it full like because that's that's the weird thing. If his body can go through anything, how does his body not go through himself? <laughs> it's very Inception of you. I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, how does it remain attached to his leg? Uh, when he puts it through a wall. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, he, see that the, he just a thought I had. Yes, he maintains some basic level of cohesiveness that doesn't really make sense with the rest of his power, but that's kind of how quirks work in general in this universe, is it doesn't make sense if you look too closely at it. Yeah, you have to suspend your ability to disbelieve. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. So we've talked about this. There's internal uh, suspension of disbelief, and then there's internal consistency. Right? So people make this argument all the time, and it drives me bonkers. It's almost like the story in Game of Thrones is garbage. How on earth did they travel from here to here in the enough time to save those people, yada, yada, yada? And they're like, oh, do you think them traveling that distance is hard? There's dragons in this show. And it's like, okay, look, just because magic exists in a fictional universe doesn't mean everything goes. It doesn't mean you have to ignore all the other rules that have been set forth already by the author. Yeah, I'm following what you, point you're making. Okay, so that's all. So I'm just saying, right. yes, with with these quirks, there is suspension of disbelief in that they exist at all. But at the same mm, time, I, I do still expect internal consistency. If they were to establish some type of rules of physics or something that they've said can't be broken and then broke it later, I'd still be upset about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Um but when I, what I mean by you have to spend your ability to disbelieve is that not everything is always going to make sense on a surface level, right? Right. Like, why can Froppy go invisible? Wait. Do, like, she can? 
Yeah, she has a new ability. Like she, in the provisional license, I think it is. She goes, "I upgraded my like frog level or something." It's a really weird translation, but basically, she's been working on her frog skills and can now camouflage. It's not perfect. She's not invisible girl level of invisible, but she can do that. Holy crap! I missed that entirely. Yeah, and it's like okay, frogs are camouflaged in the sense that they're green and they're in a green environment. So okay. I don't get why her clothes also turn invisible. So it just said, well, I guess it's more of a chameleon thing. It says uh, she matches the temperature and color of her surroundings to mask her presence. Mm. So it's not that she goes invisible. It's that she camouflages temperature wise mm. and visually. Y yes. Okay. But like, if you can't see her, invisible is just a synonym for camouflaged. Yeah. I don't know that you can't see. Um see her it's just more that she blends into her background okay well. yes yeah I, okay yes okay but at the same time how does that like why why do her clothes change uh superhero costumes are magic mm. okay. <laughs> no, but, that, but that's my point you yeah. just have to look at something like that and be like okay that's just kind of how it's going to work yeah you just can't you can't apply the internal consistency that you would want with quirks Correct. Where everything's consistent. Yeah. Oh, and the first one I thought of was Bakugo. Sure, he sweats nitroglycerin and can make it explode. And for some reason, his body is also really resistant to fire. Because if not, he just blows himself up all the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Good, good. So, anyway, so Mirio has some not super well intrinsically defined powers where he can make himself entirely uh, pass-throughable by anything. Which... Mm -hmm makes him really he's, hard to get punched is the main concept yeah. here yes he's essentially kitty pride Ooh, yeah from the x-men yeah yeah for anyone who needed a reference <laughs> yeah someone who's entirely lost but also loves x-men there you go yes there you go yeah, yeah. so it's just he also has done a lot like he doesn't have any physical strength quirks or speed quirks necessarily uh, again you think he does uh, we, uh, we, we we talked about this mm -hmm. and it it's clearly shown that he's hitting harder than a normal person. Uh, uh, is it? Yes. Because of um Kirishima? Kir yes. Okay. And that and he he's like flooring people in a single punch. He is. Right. I still feel I mean, like for like 19 of the 20 people in that class, a single really, really high level normal human person punch is going to take them out. I mean, I think if Mike Tyson at his prime yeah. hit him in the gut, they yeah. would fall to the ground. Yes, yes. that's what I'm saying. Um, except for maybe Kirishima. Correct. All right. He's the one person that it's like, hmm, he should be able to take a punch. He should be able to. But at the same time, there are parts of that fight you do not see because mm. the camera pants and you look up and you see Jiro, headphone jack girl. Mm. Her headphones are tied around her and Denki, the electric dude. They're like tied up together. And it's like, I didn't see him tie them up. When did he have time to do that? It's <laughs> a great question. That does seem like he's got some super speed going on, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, he might have some super speed. Bottom line, he fights the whole class and he beats everybody up. And Midoriya can't get, like, he can't dodge a single anything from this guy. And he basically mm -hmm. gets himself beaten real fast. And mm -hmm. from a storytelling narrative, I'm not really a fan of that. I feel like if you're going to introduce a new character at the 11th hour in your story, I mean, I guess it's not fair to say it's the 11th hour because it's not the end of the story as far as we know. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is this, this late into the game. When Midori has worked so hard, when he's fought so many villains and he's been in so many life or death situations and in this sparring situation, he just doesn't show well at all. And I'm sure this will just be used as a motivation for him to work even harder than he has been. And I appreciate that, but it just bothered me. That's all. I mean, okay, so there's a the thing in uh, like muscle development when you like go into the gym. It takes you, like, six months to make any muscle, right? To make it, like, actually grow. It's some ridiculously large number. Mm. But you lose it in, like, three weeks. Yeah. You you can... Three weeks of inactivity. Maybe that's the kind of thing that they're going for, where he, like, was only able to, like, lift weights and clean under house arrest. Mm. And he's just not as good as fighter as he was because he took three days off. Just lost his edge. Yeah. Maybe. I can see that. 
maybe they're trying to show him like show that he when he was not a part of class he did fall behind fair mm. i'm okay with, i i, I kind of wish they were a little bit more clear about that if that's what they're trying to do but if that's what they're doing i accept that answer i like that a lot okay I think that's what they were doing because Kirishima tries to take first go at Mirio mm-hmm. and he's like, no, it's me. And then it does like a cut to him preaching about how he's going to catch up. Right. So I assume that's what they're going for. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Good. Good, good. Well, I'm, I did like Mirio in general. He's kind of a quirky dude, but man, he does kick butt, which is really mm-hmm. fun to see him in a true fighting situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm, I'm excited to see how they like pair him against actual villains though. Yes. If they do at all. Yes. It's like, like it's like present Mike. He, he's a fun kind of instructor. He's can amplify his voice, but you never see him fight anyone. He fights the students and he loses. No. <laughs> Cause he's afraid of bugs. Yeah. Right. Yep. But, he lost. No, but you don't see how, you don't see how he interacts as a, with like Ayazawa in a fight. Like I want to see, Basically, I just want like a My Hero Academia prequel where it's <laughs> Ayazawa, present Mike, and a bunch of the other like younger hero. Uh, well, the teachers as younger students. I'd watch that. Yeah, I just want to see those group dynamics and how they fight. Absolutely. Y- you don't get a lot of that. No, 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 definitely not. No. No. Ah, uh, yes. So I'm gonna say something. Crap. I can't edit this out either. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. 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 I, Maybe I big silence like this will take out. It's gone. It's gone. It's, <laughs> it's out. Gone. All right, it's moving gone. on. It's moving gone. on to things. Moving on. Okay. Yeah. So, I for- <sighs> I have the worst memory of all time, but we both like Avatar: The Last Airbender, right? Correct. Okay, good. I thought so, but there are some people in my life who haven't watched it, and I try not to talk to them that much. <laughs> I I would I would avoid them like the plague that they are. Yeah, definitely. Mm, mm. So, are you familiar with Dragon Prince? Uh, yes. I watched most of the first season uh, on your recommendation. Okay, good, good, good. So, yeah, I recommended it because I'd watched maybe a couple episodes with my kids. Um, they were just kind of watching it one day when I got home from work, and I was like, oh, what's this? And it was nice, and it was the same people that are involved in The Last Airbender. And so I haven't actually watched most of the first season, which <laughs> I... Mm-hmm. kind of bummed about i did watch the very first episode for the first time last night and it was really good okay uh but anyway uh, that's just it's been um i'm just glad i'm just glad there's more from the creators of the last airbender and with some uh-huh. interesting characters and whatnot i mean obviously since you didn't finish it i'm making some assumptions that you didn't enjoy it as much as last airbender uh not nearly as much as last airbender I, it felt a little i don't know Last Airbender was very clearly, like, geared at a younger audience, right? But the subject matter was always still fairly an adult thing, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Where it's like, oh, there's an invading nation, and we need to... Like, this guy is definitely going to be the solution, and we've got to train him. He's got to be trained, right? Yes. Very basic plot synopsis. Yes. Uh, the Dragon Prince, I felt like, still an adult situation... But the kids involved were way more like kids than I would expect them to be, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. the younger guy, he's going around stealing pastries and stuff. Yeah. But then he's also solving hidden combinations of rock pressing to find secret layers. It's He's too kiddy and, too, like, too mature at the same time. Interesting. Okay. So you don't I, think it's capable I to did. be that those two things at once for a person? I mean... It's not just that, but it's also, like, refusing to pack after your dad gives you the command to leave the castle, right? And running off on your own. I yeah. feel like someone in his position would probably understand and respect the authority of a king. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. So there are some character inconsistencies you're not down with. Yeah, and, the like, Aang is still a kid, but he goes, like, penguin sliding, right? Yes. And it's still fun. It still feels like fun. This little kid doesn't... He isn't fun in any sense of the word. Hmm. He's just kind of annoying that he's there. <laughs> and he has a frog. And he has a he has a frog. The frog is no way near as good as Momo or Appa. So. Oh, come on. No one's as good as Momo. Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
Like that's not a that's fair true. bar to hold anybody to, <laughs> let alone a frog. Yeah. Okay. Fair. That whole part of the last Airbender where he's missing and they're trying to find him, I'm just like, oh my heart. He's Wait, missing. Wait, missing? Yeah, he gets kidnapped. No, that's Appa. Appa's the Sky Bison. Oh right, that's Appa. <laughs> Names are hard. We've established mm. I'm dumb right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. So and, good. And then and then Aang fights the the Fire Lord Sue, who comes second place in the, <laughs> <laughs> in, the in the Fire War. Yes. Actually, I was talking about the Last Airbender with some coworkers the other day. We all agreed that uh, Fire Lord Ozai was not the most interesting antagonist in the whole show. It was definitely Azula, like a million percent. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Azula is fascinatingly interesting as an She's antagonist. She's the best. She's crazy. I think my favorite moment from her is when our gang has that plan to take down the Fire Lord during the eclipse. Mm. And they break all the way into the secret underground lair of the Fire Lord and get through all these waves of enemies and finally get to this throne room underground and Azula's sitting on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah. wait, what? It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Fire Lord Ozai, like, is not the most interesting antagonist in the series. It's clearly Azula. Mm -hmm. But I think him taking second place is, well, maybe not even second place. Uh, But his position as the Fire Lord demands he's elsewhere in the story, right? That's why the princess gets to run around and do what she wants, because she's a princess. And I think that, that that helps in her favor. It does. That he's not he's not really there until like the very end of the third season. Yeah. And when he's there, he's imposing and medicine like the antagonist needs to be. And it's not like he's unconvincing as a bad guy. No, he's not. He's definitely worrisome. Yeah. Well, and I think his biggest impact on the show as a whole is just how he raised Zuko. We get more of Fire Lord Ozai from Zuko's stories about his childhood than anything else. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then Uncle Iroh is more interesting than Aang, so I guess that's how that works. Uh, I don't think so. I like Aang. I like Aang a lot, but Uncle Iroh is one of the greatest characters in all of anything. I love him so much. Mm, I like. I love Iroh. He's amazing, no mm-hmm. doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Aang's the main character. He is. <laughs> right? And Ozai is the main bad guy. He, <laughs> hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I, Ira is great, but I think Aang's better because you get more of him. True, you do, but I just yep. think every yep. moment with Iroh, whether he's trying to convince Zuko not to be an asshat, or whether he's retaking Basing Se, or he's remembering his son, like it's, dude, that moment when Zuko's run off and he's gonna do all the bad stuff and then he changes his life and comes back around and like reunites with Iroh and Iroh's just in the tent and and Zuko's like I'm back uncle like I'm so I'm so sorry I thought you can hate me if you want and Iroh just like turns around and gives him this huge bear hug and I'm like oh makes me cry every time it's such a great moment (laughs) I'm crying now I know such a good scene oh yeah. man it's so such a good scene what does he say i was never mad at you like just sad you'd lost your way or something and it, oh <laughs> oh iroh hey, iroh and zuko's relationship is definitely one of the emotional cores of the show yes it is yes i think it's yeah. more than any other emotional relationship in the entire show uh i think it might be the, the most like the one that's well done the mm-hmm. best yep agree yeah yeah but okay. I don't think it's the most important. <laughs> oh, what's the most important then? Uh, the most important one is, I would say, Aang and Katara. <laughs> Boring. Aang and Katara like is Aang crushing on Katara for three whole seasons. And then at the end, <laughs> Katara's like, eh, all right. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Like I said, not the most, like, not well done. It's not the, like, the most, it's not the highest quality, but it's the one that should be the most important. Yes, should be. You didn't say should be. You said the most important. Yeah. Yeah. So the most important is Iroh and Zuko. And the one that should be the most important is Katara and Aang, but it's not. (laughs) Fine. Okay, good. 
Honestly, that's always bothered me. She's always seen him as this little kid throughout the entire thing. And at the end, it's like, and then they got married. It's like, wait, what? Actually, actually, you know what? I'm mistaken. The most important relationship is clearly soccer and boomerang. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> you came back. He's always so happy when boomerang comes back. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then boomerang doesn't come back. No. Then that, yep, that's a big moment. Mm. <sighs> I need to rewatch that show with my copious amounts of free time. Mm. Yes. Maybe I just won't sleep more than I don't <laughs> sleep. Sleep is for the week. It sleep is. Sleep is for the week. You sleep when we're yeah. dead. Hmm. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. All right. Well, one quick thing. I do want to follow up on the homework because I know that some people care about that stuff. And I was supposed to. I, I sent out some tweets last week. And one, okay. of the, one of the tweets was. Well, I don't know if this was on the podcast or not, but I tweeted out, what's it going to take for a guy to get a voice pack in StarCraft 2? Mm. No response. No response. No response. I tweeted at Katie Nolan, asking her if they had some way to track how many times one person listened to an episode of their podcast. Oh, yeah. No response. Of course. Well, I mean, you're just like tweeting random stuff at a famous person. So. Yep. But I mean, yeah. I thought it was a good question. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. She says it I, every time. She's like, and at the end of the podcast, <laughs> when you're listening to this the third time, as you're legally mandated to do, it's like, wait, why does she always no. say that? I've never heard another podcaster say that. Sounds more and more like a joke. Yeah, I guess. But she didn't, I don't Troll know. Human. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I just, I'd like to know. It'd be interesting <laughs> If we had that level of granularity on stats for the podcast, I guess. Uh, we do not. Sorry. We do not. We do not. Nope. Nope. And, and a lot. I know. I mean, a lot of it is content tweet. Hey, look, a new YouTube video. Hey, I'm streaming here. Mm. Mm, some of it, though, has been like, hey, this is a funny gift that I found, but not so I, much lately. I actually can't find the one where you tweet it. What's her name? Katie? At Katie? Oh, that was with my other account. That was with my account that actually does sportsy things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just in case she looks at it and goes, this person tweets about video games a lot. What? I mean, maybe. Although she does really like Fortnite, so. Hmm. hmm. But she she only plays the single player. Like the, yes. Well, the co-op. The save the world uh, PvE stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's really funny because... Yeah, she was like, I, I met someone and said I play Fortnite, and they're like, oh, I love Fortnite. And then she goes, I play the kind that no one plays. And then the conversation <laughs> dies. <laughs> Poor Katie. <laughs> Poor Katie. Poor maybe, Katie. Maybe, maybe we should play that, and you can call it practice huh. to get your kids respect. I, hmm. Is practicing against bots really a good way to get good against people? I mean, learning how the the building and the weapons fire and handle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just aiming in general, you can work on that. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, pro players in StarCraft will load up games against bots to practice, like, uh, like macro commands and stuff like that. I saw that Pro was instructing someone on an mouse accuracy, like... Drill? Minigame. Yeah, drill. Uh -huh. And what you would do is you would put a worker at, like, each base of the map, and what you had to do was... On your minimap, click down on like click on the minimap and try and get it in the center of the screen. Yeah, and then like then back up to like the worker, move it a little bit, and then again to the next one, and see like just try and keep doing that to try and train your body, well not your body like your eyes yeah. on looking down at the minimap every two seconds and having whatever it is you click on be in the center of the screen. Hmm, I like that. Yeah. That's something that I should probably do. It'd be good for my casting as well, because there are times I'm like, crap, I haven't looked at the minimap in 37 minutes. Maybe. Okay, not that long, but... <laughs> it's good for casting, and it's good for playing. Yep. 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 Well, thanks, Probe, through proxy by Somicron. No worries. I, I couldn't no help worries, but notice I... there weren't any Australians in that uh, BlizzCon group stages. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day... <laughs> Maybe. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I doubt it. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we barely right. have Neeb, and he's not even really supposed to do anything. So, <laughs> I mean, you have three Germans. What yeah. What's going on there? Germany's serious business. It's like they're blitzkrieging BlizzCon. <laughs> the Fourth Reich is going to be established in BlizzCon. <laughs> it's Daimauer, is the Fuhrer. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, I think it's NFL minute time. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Excellent. Right, three, two, one, go. What a good week of games in the NFL. Uh, Bill Simmons, who I listen to quite a bit, a podcast and whatever personality, so that basically it's two-hand touch football out there. Tackle isn't really allowed. You especially can't necessarily crush the quarterbacks. We've seen instances of defensive players pulling up on tackling the quarterback because they're not quite sure if they can do it legally, and then the quarterback gets away and throws a touchdown. So that's interesting to watch. Chiefs and Patriots played probably the best game of the season last night in Sunday night football. Patriots won 43-40 to because the Chiefs scored the touchdown to tie it at 40 apiece with too much time remaining. It was like a minute 30 left. Tom Brady's done this a thousand times. Let him down for the game-winning field goal. Bam. Uh, Mahomes, our young quarterback we've been keeping an eye on, did not have a good first half, but definitely rallied, came back for an amazing second half, throwing for, I think, three or four touchdowns and just did everything he could to help his team win, but his defense was garbage. Packers beat the Niners in the history or the uh, the two most injured teams bowl today in Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers, I thought for sure he'd torn every muscle in his knee nice. a couple weeks ago but he actually didn't. So it's good to see these old guys kind of dancing around and some great games to boot. All right. Ta-da. Dun, 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 dun. All right, well, cool. Uh, that's going to be it from us for this edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Oh, I also had a thought. If you have somebody you'd like us to have on as a guest for the podcast, mm -hmm. uh, we'd take suggestions for that as well. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, falconpaladin at yeah. gmail.com. Sweet. What, what's Katie's uh, at on Twitter? <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> that would be nah. actually, anyway, anyway, <laughs> feel free to check out the merch. We've got shirts, we've got mugs, we have phone cases uh, in these show notes here as well. And until mm -hmm. next time, as always, thanks for listening and you take care of yourself. <laughs>